Okay, so we're going to start off with sort of an overall sort of look at the teams. So we start with like, we so Oscar's going to sort of talk about Arsenal and I'm going to talk about Tottenham. So do you want to start off, Oscar? Sure. So I think Arsenal have really progressed, you know, over like since last season. Last season, we were even like, you know, the start of the season being last in the league, you know, I think we made some really good transfers. You know, last summer, I, I really rate Tommy Asu. I think he's really, really improved. And I, th- I think Arteta's really, like, shown that his, his philosophy for the club, you know, and I really think he's going to help to improve the club in general. And I, th- I think one problem is the owners. So, you know, the owners, Cronkies a bit, you know, he's... He, he, he does it for like his own money, you know, purposes. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't really like, you know, do it for the, the actual football. Yeah. Well, I thought um so so as you did say, you were last in the league for the first three yeah. match days or so. Um, how how do you, what do you think of Arteta's playing style? Because it's quite an aggressive playing style, especially to play against the one you know the best teams in the league. Quite a pressing playing style, but it did work. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> difficult one because um like he plays out from the back quite a lot and the thing is if that works then it's it's brilliant because it's it's a it's a great way of playing football and it gives you creates lots of chances however for that you need players that are calm under the ball and that don't don't panic you know yeah that is yeah that is one of the things that ben white is quite good at isn't he yeah yeah, and Ramsdale as well, I think. You know, for, for example, our goal against Southampton, I think, you know, in November or so, uh, that was a great example of that, where Lacazette's goal, uh, we played out from the back, it looked a bit shaky, but then we went straight from, like, our defensive half straight to the final third. And we scored, you know. So if it works well, it's brilliant. But you know, if it doesn't work well, that it can cost you. Yeah. Well, from my point of view on Arsenal, so if you haven't been terrible, to be honest, when 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 you're looking at Arsenal's gameplay, I, I watched the Manchester City Arsenal game, and you were playing quite well. To to be fair to you to you. Did, your press was very good in the first 30 or so minutes. That is what led to the goal. It was a bit messy from Man City, but yeah, but it, to be fair, overall, you have been good on the ball and you've been good off the ball, which is especially what's really, really important playing at the top level in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it because, you know, it, it, again, Arteta, he's, he's put his philosophy down and that, and that game was possibly... The best performance that I've seen for Arsenal under Arteta, that was like a, a like a, a proper statement that I thought, even though we didn't win, we didn't get a result. I thought, even just with the performance, like, I think uh, me as an Arsenal fan, um, I was really, really happy with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. On the, I, I'm going to say sort of a bit more on the Tottenham side of things now because it's sort of it's a, one of the main things that I've been talking about a lot on this show is Antonio Conte. I, I love him. I think he's a very, very good, very, very good manager. And he does make lots of changes to the team. When you have a look at 
what sees what he's doing on the pitch. It is already showing what he is doing to these players. Deli Ali, who we thought was going to be a big flop after he really didn't pick up form in after his good so seasons with Mourinho as well. Um, we thought that he was going to be a bit of a flop, but he's starting to work hard again because Conte is a very motivational manager. He's been very good. He can do good things. We've seen him do good things. So that's that's why I think the only steps um, forward for Tottenham are good because we see what he's done. He's got the advantage over the, our top four rivals, Arsenal, because you, you do have the two games in hand. Obviously, I know that doesn't mean three points exactly, but it is... It's a good chance for us to really like show we're good enough to get top four in our first season under Conte. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that the game against Arsenal, I think, you know, that's going to be a real test for both sides. And I think, you know, whoever whoever wins that game really has the advantage. Yeah. And then, you know, Tottenham, you know, you'd say have the advantage a bit now, of course, with, with their games in hand. Uh, and of course, Conte, he's a very experienced manager. Whereas Arteta, this is like one of his first seasons uh, as, as, a, as a manager, you know, and especially starting in the Premier League, it's quite a big test for him. So yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why Tottenham. You'd think they'd have an advantage, but it will be very interesting. Yeah, I was I was saying a few days ago, whoever wins this game is probably going to get top four because it's just there's so little points between us. And when you add it up with three games we have to play, which are um, Brighton, Leicester and Burnley, they're winnable games. Doesn't mean guaranteed three points, but they are winnable. And so that maybe that is... um, the game that we that that's so maybe if so if we do win those and maybe lose the Leicester game it doesn't matter if we beat Arsenal and and both teams are good we're going to lose because obviously Manchester City Liverpool and Chelsea are just so much better than us whoever wins that game just looks like they have the edge don't they yeah they do you know Arsenal they they got a game in hand against Wolves and you know Wolves are looking really good like this season, they've really progressed under the new manager. And, you know, so not not all games in hand means, you know, three points yeah. in all the games. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have been saying. So we, sh- we shouldn't really get too cocky about it. So we need to focus game by game. It's not really thinking, oh, you know, it's OK if we don't win this game because we do have three games in hand. No, yeah, we do. You, you are right. We do just need to win every single game that comes our way, keep winning, keep winning, keep up the form, and that's really how it's going to work. Yeah, you know, because, you know, one thing that is very true about Tottenham and Arsenal fans is that uh, we can get very carried away about, like, uh, where we're going to finish in the league, you know? So I think we should just take it, you know, game by game and see how we're progressing, not look too far in the future. Yeah, what I'm most interested in to see because I I saw earlier today. Um, so this is film. This is this part of this is recorded on Friday the seventh. So we're quite in advance of the actual derby. But um, today, uh, as of the seventh, Shungmin Son has that is, is has picked up a muscle injury and will not be playing for the rest of the month. So, is that going to affect Tottenham as a key player? Yes. Does that mean we're going to drop points? Yes. So that this series is going to be so interesting how Tottenham can work around this major injury. 
yeah, you know, you know, you know, with COVID and injuries, it's been quite hard, you know, for like Premier League Cup clubs to like work their way past these obstacles because, you know, obviously, let's say if 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 one of your arguably best players uh, gets COVID or gets an injury, you know, it, it can really hit you, hit you, and, and you can drop many points, which could be crucial, you know, for the for, for the standings at the end of the season. Yeah, so so that's so that's sort of the Tottenham Arsenal side of things. I think we'll move on to sort of a combined eleven. So it, this is sort of looking at overall, yes, but in form as well does will is sort of a factor in this. So we'll start off straight away. Goalkeeper, we have two choice two choices: Ramsdale and Larice. And I don't think there's too much of a choice there, is there? Yeah, you know, I think. It's got to be Larice. I mean, Ramsdale's brilliant, you know, he's in form, but he hasn't got like the experience. He hasn't he hasn't been there, done done it for as many years as he has, and he hasn't done it at the top level. You know, he's in format. I don't get me wrong. As an Arsenal fan, I think he's 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 a really good, really good keeper. He's he's really good, but even though I'm an Arsenal fan, I do think we're gonna have to go with Larice. Yeah, that's that's what they've been. That's what um I've been thinking a lot. People were saying, "Oh, Ramsdale is very, very good. He is good, but he's not as good as Lloris because they because yes, Lloris doesn't make as amazing saves as he does. Because to be fair, Ramsdale does produce some really good saves, but Lloris does as well. He just does it a bit more calmly. Um, he's a bit more. Uh, he can make the saves that Ramsdale make, but Ramsdale sort of dives quite late for some reason. I don't understand, and it's a bit dramatic what his what why he's diving. So that's why it makes him look good. But he is good, and I, I will give that to him. But I believe I do believe that Larice is better. Yes. Right back. Yeah. Who? Okay. So let's do what, what formation. Four four two classic four four two. Four four two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay so, so right back. Who would we have? Emerson Royale or Tommy Asu? Tommy Asu. Yeah, Tommy Asu. I think Tommy Asu, yeah. I think Emerson, yeah. Emerson Royale's good, but not defensively, and he can't cross. So it's Tommy Asu, really. Tommy um, Asu actually has quite a lot of pace as well. I do yeah, like, I like Tommy Asu, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a good player. Centre-back, right centre-back is Gabriel or Romero. That's a, that's a tough one. Now, we, uh, oh. but, uh, do keep in mind that Romero was Serie A player of the year last year. Uh, Defender of the year last year, so that's I think he hasn't played too much for Tottenham because he's been injured and he is still injured. But I think he's a very, very good young centre back. Um, I don't like Gabriel a because he's not going to play against Arsenal, because uh, Tottenham because he's red carded because of that stupid challenge on Gabriel Jesus, and also, um, and also. Um, I just don't like him. He's just very rash. He doesn't make good choices. So who would you? I would. I would say Romero. Who would you say? Yeah, especially with that red card. I think, like, on different circumstances, you know, no, no red card. Yeah, you know, it would be a tough one. But now I think we should go with, uh, yeah, with Romero. Yeah. So that's 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 so that's the right centre back. So left centre back is interesting. Because Tottenham do have two choices for the song because we do traditionally play a three at the back under Conte. So would you have Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, or Ben White? 
I think Ben White's a centre back, actually. Yeah, Ben White is quite good on the ball, isn't he? He's a good centre back. So that's why. Yeah, I would yeah. choose Ben White in that one. Not because I don't think Sanchez and Dyer are good, but he's, you know, he's young. He's I. The the thing I really like in a player is if they can move the ball because when you're defending, you've got to be able to get the ball up the pitch, and that just really helps your team. So I would say Ben White. Yeah. Would you say Ben White? Yes, I, I would say Ben White. I, I really like him. You know, when I heard about his transfer, you know, 50 million from Brighton, I wasn't too sure about it, actually. I thought there were some better picks, but, you know, he's really proven proven himself as an Arsenal player. And, you know, I really like him. And I think he can, you know, bring good things, great things. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, just one thing about Ben White that I'll actually come back to later because I think we'll do a transfer a bit after this, but left back, is it Regulon or Tierney? Because that's quite a difficult choice, actually, because Tierney's quite good. I'll give, because he's he's quite good, actually, Tierney. He he did score against Norwich, didn't he? And Regulon is quite good, um, but he doesn't always play because he, he's quite aggressive. So, well, it's a difficult choice, actually. It's very difficult, but, you know, I'm not I'm not being biased here, but I think I will go with Tierney. Yeah. Just because, you know, he's, he's you know, he, he, had, he had an injury that cost him quite a lot of game time. But, you know, he is quite experienced as an Arsenal player. Yeah. You know, before that. Yeah, and to be fair... Know, that is that is actually fair enough. That does give Tierney the edge because he's very very experienced as a player. He really knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he's not he's not because Regulon is isn't always like really on it. He's sometimes a bit clueless on that left hand side. So that that yeah. So Tierney as well, he does do all the attacking work because obviously Regulon has Son to do that. So that yeah, that I would give um, Tierney that one. Um, so we have a half Tottenham, half Arsenal defense. So far, it's looking yeah. pretty even. Yeah. Okay, so so we'll start off with right mid. I don't think there's any doubt about it, to be honest, from my point of view. Lucas Moore or Saka, I would say Saka. You know, he's on form. He's on form, right? But the, the thing is, who will be more consistent? Like, I would choose Saka in, I would choose Saka in this team, but maybe if, if he does go off form, is he ever going to pick that form up? What... what, what I don't know, it's a difficult one, but I would definitely choose Saka for this team, but another yeah. time, maybe not. Yeah, you know, I really rate Saka, you know. I think I watched his debut, actually, and I remember thinking that he's going to be really good, and he's definitely, you know, he's, every game I'm watching, he seems to be getting better. Yeah, he and does seem he does seem to really, really control the play, like, very, very well. I, I have noticed that, and the the same with um, with Smith Rowe, who we'll get onto in a second. Yeah, and but one, if I had to be a bit critical about Saka, of course he's an incredible, you know. But one thing, you know, I think that when he takes on players, he he's, he's he he always cuts inside. I think that he should, uh, you know, like change yeah. it up a bit to give a bit more like for a variety. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really. That's what sometimes I really don't like about a right or left winger is if that's their opposite foot. Because even if their game plan is to cut inside, it's not. It's not 
it's always going to be stopped. Like Messi is very well shot down by all of the French left backs because they know he's just going to cut onto his left foot. If they can't, if they don't let him onto his left foot, there's not nothing's going to happen because it's so left footed. So we move. So we're not talking about Messi now. We'll talk. We'll move on to the left wing. Again, it's probably a non-debatable one. Son versus Martin Martinelli is definitely Son. I know. Yeah, definitely. You no, know, Martinelli's okay, but it's definitely Son because. Because Son is just so much better. Martinelli's on a decent run of form as well, just so because so is your whole team, to be fair. But but Son is just well, I think he's that world class level. It's a shame he doesn't play for a good nation because I think he would really, really get some silverware on his hands. Definitely. You know, Martinelli, he's good, but the thing is he hasn't he hasn't played very much, so you can't really tell. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah but I think but, he was he was he was really overshadowed. You know, yeah, like but this. but then but then we do see Son go week in week out. It's at least a goal or assist. You know, he changes the games. To be honest, um, yeah. he, he changes games. He he's he's world class. He really yeah. is. Yeah, that's why he's that's why he's one of the best left wingers in left mids in the world. He's not. I'm not saying he's better than Salah and Mane, but he is definitely one of the best wing wingers in the league. Because he changes the game, not because of his technical ability or anything like that, because he changes the game. Yes, I would definitely agree with you on that one with Son. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I think I think for midfield, just to make it fair, we'll have a central attacking midfielder and we'll have a central defensive midfielder. Yes. Okay. So central defensive midfielder. Right. This is interesting because I've let, let let me know if I've missed an Arsenal one. So is it Xhaka versus Hoybier, I believe? Or is there a better Arsenal? Yes, I'm not thinking. Maybe Partey or Xhaka? Yeah, Partey, Xhaka or Hoybier. Who would you say? Because that's actually... Uh, I can't really... It's quite difficult I would, on them. That's very difficult, you know. I would personally... Personally, I would say Hoybier. Hoybier. Yeah, Partey, Xhaka, I think Partey's is better. You know, he's not brilliant. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, he has been injured for a yeah. fair amount of time, so that is fair enough to but, be him. But, but you know, Shaka, he his his attitude. No, is, I don't is like. Really it. lets him down. Yeah, it's 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 not. It just you know he gets hot headed. He gets a red card. It's the same story over and over again. Yeah. So you know? who so who would you pick, Partey or Hoybier? For me. It's, it's, it's a difficult decision because they're both playing in the same position, but they're such different type of players because Hoybier was poor defensively in the week. He was very, very bad. So I think I might choose Partey over him because I know Partey doesn't play all the time, but I what I saw from Hoybier against Chelsea was terrible. Absolutely rubbish. Like, that, I'm, never would I criticise a player as much as Tanganga or Hoybier on Wednesday night against Chelsea. Um, so that's why I would definitely... Obviously, no, the first leg, not the second leg, because the second leg hasn't happened yet at time of recording. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, before the Man City and the Chelsea game, I would... You know, Chelsea for Tottenham and Man City for Arsenal. I would pick Hoiberg. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, he has been off form. He has been off form, but... You know, to be fair, it's um, yeah, it probably is Hoybier, but I would say Partey for this one. Because 
I thought Mike Partey, he hasn't been, you know, I mean, he's been very inconsistent lately, but, but that performance against Manchester City really showed, like, how he can play. He was outstanding. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that, particularly in that Manchester City game, Partey and Saka were very, very good. Now let's move. Let's move on to central attacking midfielder because Arsenal do have a big range of central attacking midfielders. So, for for the category, I think you you could, I think Arsenal have two two of their best central attacking midfielders, Smith Rowe and Odegaard, and then Tottenham have Tangi and Dombele. Um, let's put it on um on current form because they're very very mixed players when it comes to overall. So, personally, for me, on current form is. I don't. I do. I know. I. I know. I shouldn't really. I know. I know it should be in Dombele, but I definitely say Smith Rowe. He's just on form. He's scoring goals, and he's got such a nice left foot. So, what would you say? Yeah, you know, if it's based on current form, it would be probably Smith Rowe. I mean, I think Odegaard's very good as well. Just with Smith Rowe being so young, and also Odegaard's very young as well, but. You know, Smith Rowe proving himself, definitely. You know, I yeah. think Saka's still better than him, but he's still proving himself. But I think if it was overall, because, you know, Smith Rowe's young, I would pick Ndombele, but on current form, I think it would have well, to be Smith Well, Rowe. the interesting thing, actually, is that Ndombele, Odegaard and Smith Rowe are all under 23. So that is where... It shows real potential in both sides, so that that's why I'm I'm really interested to see this position grow because we see legends like Coutinho sort of going to Villa on loan with an option to buy. You know that's going to be that happens. Um, so that's going to be a an end of an era for Coutinho. He's not going to be very good. Um, so that's why it's really interesting to see because there's a lot of young um, attacking midfielders, and that's a new generation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Great. Right. So we've got two strikers, which is going to be a difficult one, because okay. So let's say the the strikers from our Tottenham don't even have a backup striker. So one of them is going to be Harry Kane. I think no doubt about it. I don't even care who they're up against. Harry Kane is definitely up there. But on the right side, it's got to be an Arsenal player. But which Arsenal player? Obviously, Aubameyang's out of favour. But is he better than Lacazette? What would you, what would you say? Because you're an Arsenal fan, you'd know. Well, you know, Aubameyang, with his transfer, possible transfer to Newcastle, you know, and I think his time has run out, you know, at Arsenal, because he's quite inconsistent. You know, first few seasons, he was absolutely incredible. He was, he was like top, like one of Europe's best strikers, not best but you know one of them and he was on red hot form but then last season and this season he's just been like yeah he's he's just I think it's it's just yeah it's just naturally he's dipping out of form he does need to make that transfer to a smaller club obviously Newcastle and they're not going to be too small for too long but he does need to sort of go somewhere where he's going to play and he does not be, need to be an idiot and go to wherever he went and not be back in time for Arsenal training. So that is the combined 11 um, of Tottenham and Arsenal, me and Oscar's combined 11. So we'll be back in a sec.
Okay, so we're going to so we're back and we're going to start off with some like sort of transfer rumors um, within both clubs. So Oscar's going to talk a bit about Arsenal. I'm going to talk a bit about Tottenham. I think I'll start, um, and we'll sort of talk about both ones. So one that has emerged very recently is that Tottenham are showing big interest in a Wolves winger, Adam Traore. Um, apparently, no bid has gone through yet. Uh, obviously, this is could be outdated by the time it does come out. It is the seventh at the moment, um, so so he could be going to Tottenham. What what would you think on that? Would that improve the squad? Would it not do anything different? Yeah, you know, I think it would. I think it would improve the squad actually. You know, I don't know too much as an Arsenal fan about the Tottenham transfer rumours, but I think that one would would improve. Yeah, well, 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 yeah. What they were saying is that he would play as the right wing back instead of Emerson Royale, which I thought was actually quite a controversial thing because we know him to be a very, very attacking player. But I see what Conte is thinking because he's a very physical player. He's very, very strong, as we've seen. He's got big biceps. He could, he can do that defensive work because he is. Just like even if he can't put a tackle in, he can barge the player off the ball, and he is a proper defensive winger so maybe the right wing back position would fit him if not um i think he would play a sort of a right midfield role um but regulon would play left midfield so it would just be a three at the back is there any arsenal transfer rumors that really have stuck out for you oscar well i don't think now this one will happen i mean it being the seventh but i think lahovic to Arsenal, you know, we put in a bid, but I don't think that it will happen. But you know what? Obviously, I think Arsenal have a like you know the forward spot has they've got to put a replacement for Aubameyang. Obviously, maybe leaving to Newcastle, and so and I think Vlahovic would really sort that. And you know, I've had I've heard rumours he's like the next Haaland. He's broken the Serie A record for the most goals. Uh, he's equalled Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo's so, record. Yeah. So uh, I do want to interrupt you, but he has been he has actually been one of the most in demand strikers since um, since uh, the the summer. And the clubs are Premier League clubs because Fiorentina, his his club, have said they only want to consider bids from the Premier League clubs. So that means uh, Manchester United, maybe Manchester City, because obviously they do not have a striker at the moment. Um, Arsenal, Tottenham, and so so those are the four main clubs because they he they want upwards of 80 million pounds so i think arsenal put in 60 million was it 60 million yeah i think yeah they did i think they've up that now to around 80 million yeah but the, but this is when i think if they do put it up to 80 they'll be like a cheeky little 10 more i think it i think this transfer is could be very very possible but he might end up not going to a premier league club because he is such a good player. He's going to be such a good player that I don't even know how many clubs will be able to sort of afford his wages because he is a very, very expensive player. Um, so that's that's so that's what I think. Would you would you think he'll end up in the Premier League? Maybe in London. Yeah, I think he'll end up in the Premier League. Um, 
You know, I think it's most likely he'll end up in the Premier League London now. You know, Chelsea haven't really put much of a bid in. So Arsenal and Tottenham, well, I mean, Vlahovic, uh, I don't see him, you know, going to, you know, top four-ish club. I think it's most likely he will go to City because, you know, coming from Fiorentina, you know, I think he wants a, a bigger challenge. Yeah, look, he, you know, because, you, know, you know, the players like Haaland and Mbappe, that you have to think about, They, this is what they think. They know they are one of the best players in the world. Blahovic knows he's very, very good. Blahovic knows that the clubs are willing to pay for him. So he's going to take advantage of that and go to the best club he possibly can, whether that is in the Premier League, the Serie, the Syria, the PSG, whether it is the La Liga club. He will just choose the best club because he knows he's a good player, he knows he's going to play, and and he knows he's going to get guaranteed money. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Are there any more Tottenham? Um, I think... Obviously, Tottenham, I don't think that many people have are going to be sold. I'm just having a look. I've obviously, I've, I've, had, I've spoken in my bumper transfer episode about Kessie quite a lot. Um, we haven't seen too much interest from Tottenham at all from Kessie anymore because Manchester United also did pull out because they've just said he was too expensive. So, the sort of, that's sort of what we've seen. Obviously, Gareth Bale is not coming back to Spurs, as lots of rumours have said. Um, Rudiger, obviously, as we've seen, is a free agent in the summer, but none of the London clubs will be able to afford him. And then a, an article that's just come out about Dusan Vlahovic says that this is an update from our Sky Italy colleague, Gianluca Di Marzio, who's a very good contact at all the leading Italian clubs, especially Fiorentina. Dusan Vlahovic is a top scorer in Syria at the moment. Everyone's talking about him. The next Haaland, as you said. According to Di Marzio, lots of clubs have been trying to sign him, registered an interest signing him. Clubs Arsenal, Tottenham, Juventus, Borussia Dortmund, Manchester City have all put in an official bid. So that does confirm Tottenham and Arsenal's interest, but we do have to compete with the likes of Dortmund and Juventus, I think it was. Yes. Uh, another transfer that I might like, like to highlight for Arsenal is... Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles to Roma. Yeah. You know, being sold. You know, I, I liked Maitland-Niles, you know. I thought that he was good. He was quite calm under pressure. But, you know, he wanted game time. And at the end of the day, if you're a player, okay, you, you want to play, you know. For footballers, they want to play, you know. It's in their nature, you know. So... If he's not playing, he's going to want to leave. You know, no, like, yeah. you know, and it, he's not on that much money, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, 20, 21? So, well, to be yeah. fair, to be fair, I, I, sorry for cutting you off again, um, he, has a, he has been loaned out with an option to buy to Roma, um, which is not a downgrade It's a, at all. It's not an upgrade, but it's not a downgrade. Yeah. Syria team, they're building an English team, which is interesting. Jose Mourinho is bringing all the young ta- English talents because he's got Tammy Abraham, obviously Mourinho, the new manager. He's got Tammy Abraham, Tomori, and now Maitland-Niles. 
I think you'll really enjoy that. He's got team English teammates there, and he is going to play. Obviously, and uh, at Arsenal, wasn't he playing at right back or something? He does not. He's not a right back, is he? So is that I don't I don't think I have any more Tottenham uh, rumors. So is that all you have? Yeah, I think that is all I have, you know. OK, so now it is time for our overall North London derby predictions. Now, we did get slightly sidetracked there with transfers, but we're going to stick back to the North London derby. And overall predictions, these are non-biased, I promise you, um, taking into account injuries, um, the location. What would be your overall prediction, Oscar? It's a tough one. You know, I mean, especially with Son, now, you know, out of the team, I do think Arsenal will have a better chance. I don't think they will win, you know, with it being at, uh, at the Tottenham Stadium. But I think it might be, you know, in derbies, you never know. I think it will be high scoring. I'm going to go for 2-2. That's actually very interesting because... Taking into account all this stuff, you know, Son's injured. As we said, he does change games, doesn't he? He's the real playmaker of the team. So that's a big blow to Tottenham. They've played Chelsea just the just two days before. Arsenal have played Liverpool, so it's going to be tired legs. Maybe Conte will make some surprise rotations because he'll want to get his hands on some silverware in the Carabao Cup. So I, I think I do agree with you. It's going to be... I think Arsenal do have an advantage with no Son, but they're not going to win a, a, away um, at the Tottenham Stadium. And and it's going to be, I think it's going to end as a draw because obviously Son just gives you that winning edge and that is not going to be there. If Kane does pick up some form in the next two games, obviously at time of recording, um, so we have FA Cup to go and we have um, Chelsea to go. Um, so this will be so you'll be listening to this hopefully on Tuesday, and you have tomorrow will be um Chelsea versus Tottenham, and the day after will be Arsenal versus Liverpool first leg. So I think if Kane or some player can pick up some form, then maybe we are in for a very, very good game. But overall, I'm saying one all, so the draw. Yeah, draw from both. I think that's that's correct. So thank you very much, Oscar, for coming. It was very, very nice to see an Arsenal insight on the show. Because obviously it's it's only me most of the time, so it's very Tottenham-dominated. So appreciate you coming on. And thank I, you very much. And uh, uh, remember, if you did enjoy, follow on the follow on Spotify. Sign up on the website, which is in the description, because there are some tactical analysis coming soon, and there are some highlights as well coming soon. So thank you very much um, for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Keep watching football.